Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is it. The time has come. Saturday night's all right for fighting. Get in the ring and go the distance with Fight Night with Adam Catterall and Gareth A. Davies. You're better than that. On Talk Sport. You listen to Fight Night on Talk Sport this week, as promised, coming to you from Las Vegas. I'm surprised you've not started singing already, Gareth. Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> it's an action-packed show. We're here for UFC 246. It's Conor McGregor, his big comeback against Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Exciting times ahead. You're going to hear from Conor. You're going to hear from Dana White. You're going to hear from John Kavanagh over the next couple of hours. Uh, and, of course, we'll be talking a little bit about boxing as well, uh, mainly because Gareth had dinner with Tyson Fury. Were it a good feed? Did they look after you? Yeah, we had the, we had the um, a very famous... Um, nutritionist George Lockhart. He's living in the house with Tyson, yeah. just off the strip, about eight miles away. Um, feels really good uh, in the place. We had um, we had slices of chicken last night Ooh, and, nice. and uh, sweet potato yeah. with a cilantro pesto Ooh, sauce. That's beautiful. Um, I thought you were looking slender today. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it, the, the feel is very good in the camp. Tyson mm. Fury. He's reiterating that he's going to look for this knockout. He's going to put the pressure on Deontay Wilder. Not what most people expect him to do, Adam. Mm. But the, the feeling camp is good. Obviously, he's you know two days and... Well, a month, pretty much, isn't it? 30-something um, days yep. away from the fight. And... Uh, you know, he's, he's about 19 stone, which is what he wants to be. Why George Lockhart is there. They're going to keep him on that weight. He's going to be slightly heavier mm. against Deontay Wilder. But but more later, it, it was great to be around him. Mm. He's very, very happy in America. I think boredom sets in at times, but he's living monkishly. Training. In fact, I got thrown out of the house because they were all going to bed and it was about eight or nine o'clock in the evening. Look at that. And you yeah. wanted to take him down the strip and party. Right. Uh, we'll talk a little <laughs> bit more about that uh, later on. Of course, we'll uh, touch upon everything that's going on with uh, Anthony Joshua, whether it's Pulev, whether it's Usyk and all that type of stuff coming up later on. Um, but for the first couple of hours, we're going to concentrate on the UFC and the comeback of, uh, of Conor McGregor in this big fight at the weekend um, against Donald Cowboy Cerrone. It goes down in the early hours of Sunday morning. We're going to give you a bit of background on Cerrone, just in case you don't know too much about him. But first of all, let's start talking about this Irishman, right? Because we've been around him a lot this week, Gareth. We've been around him in previous fight camps and previous uh, press weeks. Uh, the Habib one 
for me was horrendous because there was a lot of vitriol, a lot of venom in the way that he was speaking. The, he probably went a little bit too far in some of the things that he was saying to Habib. Definitely. He's a different guy. And you know, there's loads of people that will see interviews and they, they've seen him do his stuff and they'll think, oh, how long will this facade keep up for? When the camera goes off and you, and you stop recording, it doesn't change. He's, he's in the same, same headspace. That's exciting because when Conor McGregor's like this, that's when we see the best work. Definitely. Um, you know, over the last decade, I would say, of knowing him, um, I loved always challenging him anyway. I, I do like a challenge. And challenging I think he likes it, views. though. He I think does. he likes it. He's intellectually yeah. um, profound, actually. Um, and he enjoys a, a back and forth. I think there's, there's several things on several levels about Connor in this return fight. He's probably, without saying it out loud or he's kind of eked it out there he has made mistakes he yeah. hasn't said i've made mistakes but he's said it in in, yeah. in other words um the, the the admittance of drinking some of his proper 12 whiskey before the khabib fight um you know the, the kind of things you don't want to hear from an athlete of his of his stature um he's realized i think that he said the wrong things at the wrong time against the wrong opponent against khabib mm. i think he's shed his wild years over the last 15 maybe even three years really um since 2016 yeah it's all gone a bit kind of his life spiraled out of control he's yeah. been a whirlwind um uh, as a fighter he he rose to brilliance uh, up to 2016 which was probably kind of the zenith I, I think i think it's been a bit downhill from there oh, massively yeah um um but he was he had the world at his feet and i think he was a young man in his late 20s, and we forget these things. You know, he was a trainee plumber on the dole mm. 10, 11 years ago, and he had this dream. He created the dream. He became the biggest star in UFC history, in my view. Yep. But not, not the greatest fighter, but the biggest star. Yep. A huge pay-per-view star in seven fights here in Las Vegas. And he... I think he, he it went to his head a little bit. But let's be honest about it. It went to of his course. head. And he's one of those guys... And not just that, the money as well. The, the, the money that he generated from the Mayweather fight, that's going to change somebody, you know? I don't care what anybody says. Someone sticks 100 million in your bank, you're going to find, you know, you're going to find ways to spend that cash, aren't you? And, he, and I think he's seen the way that Mayweather played the heel and it made him richer and more famous. And th there's that alter ego yeah. about Conor McGregor. Um, you know, uh, over the years, I've had the great privilege of spending time with his mother, his sisters, his father, his brother-in-law, um, his nieces, and I think they 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 are a really solid family. I mean, I really do like the McGregors, and you, when you meet people's family, you see what they're like. Yeah. They're, they're, I, they're not an ordinary family, but they are an ordinary Irish family in a mm -hmm. good way. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that rise to prominence in the character he had, the the, the alter ego, the notorious one. Yeah. He actually played out in the end from the speeding fines, from throwing the dolly at the press conference day in New York to the, the brawl and the, and the build up against Khabib. And the incident the, the, in the pub with the old fella. The incident you know? in the pub with, with, with the old guy. The, the, it's, it's a catalogue of errors, really. I think he's matured. His children are growing. Uh, your children kind of place you in the world, don't they? Correct. You yeah. know, and they they make you realise when you're being a bit of a dick. You know, and I think he's realised those things. Um, and I think 
the, the great thing about him is he doesn't want to end up in the heap like so many other fighters have done in history. Yeah. He's recognizing, he's even spoken about that. He doesn't want to be another one of those guys. He wants to be a successful fighter, uh, celebrity, and businessman. And he's back on track. Um, how long it will take for that alter ego to come back, yeah. I don't know. But Five minutes at the weekend. He will play that at times. He's got to play that. Mm. He will play that against certain people. Um, but right now... Um, for the entire week and and in the build-up to this fight, he's been dedicated to his craft. Um, he's happy. You can tell he's happy mm -hmm. that he's back in a place where he has succeeded and he's not playing the heel. It's a charm offensive and he's done a great job of it. Mm. Uh, you mentioned a moment or two ago the, the biggest star that the, the UFC uh, has ever seen. And I just want to talk about the things that he kind of pioneered. And therefore now what we're finding is a lot of people chasing that multi-weight World Championship belts. Everybody wants to be a champ champ, you know. Conor was the first. Conor was the first person to do that. You mentioned the Alvarez fight at Madison Square Garden where you, where you interviewed him that week as well. That was, that was a very unique moment. First one at Madison Square Garden. First person to become a multi-weight world champion. The knockout against Aldo. People forget that Aldo was champion for 10 years. The, yeah. the best featherweight yeah. that we've ever yeah. seen. And the guy sparked him in, in 13 seconds. There's loads of records that Connor's got there that now people are chasing. Yeah, he is a record breaker. That's what he is. He's a lightning rod for change. Mm. He's, he has a massive personality. He has huge cojones. Um, I, I sit and watch him sometimes. And you try to place yourself in that position... And, and he admitted it at the media day um, at the UFC Apex um, on Thursday that, believe me, there is weight on these shoulders. There is pressure on me. And it's lovely to hear that because the Conor McGregor of the past... He'd have brushed it off. He'd have yeah. brushed that off. He, he, he's become more human mm. over, over the, this period. And, and it's great to see. And I think... Um, I, I want to know who had that conversation with him. Somebody must have had a conversation with him saying, you don't have to play up. You don't Himself. Do you think? Do you think it's come from himself? Because got, yeah. if you remember, I mean, we're going to talk Tyson a little bit later on, uh, Tyson Fury. I remember having a conversation with him, with you, on Talk Sport, and he said that he got carried away with the caricature, doing stuff just for the sake of doing stuff, because he thought that that's what people wanted. Exactly. And he, we talked about that last night, and he, he needed to build this personality to make himself famous. Um, Connor did it in, in a more natural way, I think, um, it but, just got bigger and bigger and bigger with, with Connor. And as you know, it, um, in many ways, boxing is more mainstream. Mm. Um, if you say something, it's going to be reported. But in that kind of, in, in that age band all the way up to your Telegraph and Times readers. Yes. Um, in MMA, it doesn't get reported so much. It, it, it's, it's a different sphere. It's like YouTubers. It's like the influencers. It's a coming force. And I think... Connor was able to get away with things, mm. but in the end, he got so big, he couldn't get away with things. Mm. Because, as you know, if we mention Connor McGregor to editors or so on, uh, it, it, you will get airspace and you will get print space because he is a huge figure. He's crossed over. Once you've crossed over, you can't come back. I think also when you've lost something, when Tyson Fury beat Vladimir Klitschko way back in, Dus uh, in 2015 in Dusseldorf, he didn't have anything left in his locker of uh, or his bucket list yeah. for what he wanted to do in life. Mm. And I think the same happened to Conor McGregor. He set himself those sights. Whether we, whether we believe it or not, even these great stars of, of sports that we, we admire and we enjoy broadcasting about and talking about and writing about, 
they are still amazed by their own success as well, whether, whether they admit it to themselves or not. When they have a period away from that limelight, and they probably don't want to be in the limelight all the time, they realise what they had yeah. and what they now don't have. And yeah. I think that's what's happened to Connor. It the acclaim, re- the, yeah. the, the, the... It's been, it's been very obvious to see this week with you and I have been in and amongst it all week. Um, the global media attention is huge. Yeah. The global... Um, mainstream media, not just MMA media yeah, as well. It's yeah, a mainstream... Yeah, yeah. And, and, and there are journalists and broadcasters from all over the world here. I haven't seen the Asians here, actually. It's probably the only people I haven't seen. There haven't been mm. people here from Japan. No. But they're here from Russia. They're here from... Brazil. There are a lot of people here wanting to see him fail, by the way, of course. as well. They want to see him fail. It's part of the appeal of Conor McGregor and you know you saw it at the at the press conference on Wednesday here in Sin City that you know there were there was a line 400 meters long for people just to come into the pearl at the palms and there were thousands of people at that press conference it doesn't happen for anyone else mm. I'm, I mean I'm hoping to go to John Jones in Houston early in February it will not be the same no it'll be a few hundred fans mm. I'm fascinated. This show is going to be a good show, so make sure you stick with us. I know we're bigging ourselves up, but there's loads uh, to come your way. You're going to hear from Conor McGregor next. Um, his coach as well, John Kavanagh and Dana White, have all been speaking to me and Gareth throughout the course of the week. Uh, so we're going to give you an opportunity to listen to those over the next couple of hours or so. And then I'm looking forward to hearing the dinner party tales of Tyson Fury uh, that Gareth was privy to uh, last night. Uh, here in Las Vegas. So it's a special for you this week from Las Vegas ahead of the big UFC 246 return of Conor McGregor. You listen to Talk Sport. This is Fight Night. You listen to Fight Night on Talk Sport. I'm Adam Cattrall, Gareth A. Davis alongside me here in Las Vegas as we prepare for UFC 246, the return of Conor McGregor taking on uh, Cowboy Cerrone uh, in the early hours of Sunday morning. Um, I suppose you want to hear from the main man. Well, this week I've been lucky enough to sit down with Notorious. That's right. And you're going to hear him right now. This is me earlier on this week for BT Sport talking to Conor McGregor. Money-wise, <coughs> you don't need to be here. Mm. Done well. You've got that generational wealth. You know, mm. you've, done, you've done extremely well over the last few Thank years you to so create I appreciate that. that. Legacy-wise, if we're making a history book with the UFC, your mm. face will probably be on the front of it with some of the records that you've managed to achieve as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why are you here? What, what, what's driving you to come back? The love, fight? the love, the love of competition, the love of this. I, I, I would not have achieved the, the heights that I achieved without the love for the sport. And it's hard to just let that go, no matter what number is in the account. So I'm here for the love of competition. And I have a hell of an opponent here in front of me. He has phenomenal records also. Mm-hmm. I look forward to taking them or getting a hold of them. You know, I was excited with the Donald fight because Donald has such an array of UFC opponents that stretch from middleweight to, to down to featherweight. And, you know, when you fight a man, you, you engage with his opponents also. So my, my, my reach within the UFC stretches far and wide, and I'm very, very uh, pleased with that and excited with that. And we've prepared well and we're ready. Obviously, you have had a fight since 2016, as I just mentioned our last types of conversation here on BT Sport. Do you think the game has changed in that period of time, in that three-year period? Um, not necessarily, no, I think. No, not necessarily. It's, they're just trying to replicate certain things, you know, but I'm back and I'm here to change it once again. Why welterweight? Welterweight excites me. First of all, it's what I weigh. And there's a lot of good stuff going on at welterweight, right? Dana says the guys, there's, there's a couple of guys that are too big for me and this and that, and I disagree. I fought at welterweight. I felt very, very good at welterweight. Dropped a much heavier man multiple times over. 
outlasted outlasted the man also a, a known cardio machine at welterweight so I feel good at this weight um, and you know it's it's just happy days it's a, it opens up more options for me so I'm very excited about that we've heard you talk about the season the mm -hmm. season mm -hmm. it does that is that season welterweight or will there maybe be a flirt with one five? Yeah. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, it's, it, it's whatever. It's just activity. You know, if you had to set out dates and this and that, you know, God, God willing, I come out of this um, unscathed, which I believe I will. Mm -hmm. um, I'd probably go back again straight away for the next event. You know, so um, uh, for me, this season is just activity. Activity. So it can be any weight, and yeah. I could make one fifty-five this this Friday. I could make one fifty-five, no problem this Friday. Well, not no problem. Well, it would be no problem, but it would, it would be tough, but I could make it, so. Just one breakfast rather than two, yeah? Just one breakfast rather than <laughs> two. <laughs> well, actually, I made an error of that on the first Diaz fight when I went up to 170. I was kind of throwing it all mm. in. I've done a little bit more strategic this time, even more strategic than, than I have done for the, than I did do for the rematch. So I'm in a great spot physically, mentally, and I'm prepared. You mentioned activity there, obviously. Fans fell in love with you because of that activity. Mm. You were... It, sent, it seemed like every single event for a long, for a long period of time, but over the last three years we've not, mm. we've not necessarily seen mm. that. A question for you, mixed martial arts needs you. Mm. Do you need mixed martial arts? Yeah, most certainly. It's, it's a, it's a deep-rooted passion of mine, this sport. I love it dearly. I love this company dearly, the Ultimate Fighting Championship. What a company. What a company to be involved in. Um, I need this. Of course, I will be, I will be involved in this game f for my entire life. Being, being focused in the world of mixed martial arts, do you think it affects other aspects of your life as well in order to keep you, like you say, on, the, on yeah. straight and narrow yeah. in a way? Well, martial arts, right, it, it, that's what it gave me originally. That's what it gives young, young, young people and yeah. young men and young boys and young girls. It gives them focus and discipline and dedication. And that's what it done for me. And I suppose it kind of recenters me, right? I mean, I've had tremendous success elsewhere and I continue to do so. And, but when you go back and you prepare for a martial arts bout, you know, it, it does something to your to your focus and your discipline, and it just sharpens you up. So, um, and that in turn helps everything else. So, excellent. It's like a perfect storm for me, and I'm very, very happy with it. Very happy with my life. Very proud of what I've done and what I continue to do. And um, you know, this Saturday, January 18th, I will make more records. I will create more records, and I'm very excited about this one. I know, I know you're a sharp guy, and you analyze obviously everything you do in the octagon but obviously everything that you do outside the octagon as well and over that three-year period that you've competed once do you look at maybe mixed martial arts not being in your life as, as prominent maybe affecting the things that we've, yeah, probably, that we've seen coming probably yeah probably and you know like I said it gives you that focus it gives you that drive so I wasn't as I wasn't as involved in it as I should have been and Idle hands, right? What, what did he say about idle hands? So that's it. Um, it's good to be back. I'm focused. I have I have my blinkers on, and I'm in a great spot. And I look forward to showcasing my skills, my newfound skills. You know, I fight very differently now. I'm I'm I'm, I'm grown now. You know, so I'm moving differently in the gym. I'm hitting differently with my with my old coaches brought back, and certain things have been reinforced. And very excited. What you the fans are in for a treat. What have you learned about yourself over that three-day period? You know, I've learned a lot about myself, you know. It's just every day is a learning experience in this, in this world. And I continue to approach life with a beginner mind, and, mm -hmm. and that allows me to continue to rise. And I've, got to, I've got to say, as a fan, mm -hmm. I'm enjoying this Conor McGregor. You know, mm -hmm. the, the guy, 
to. I mean, we were unfortunate that we didn't get to see him in the build-up to the Habib fight, mm. and we saw interviews and various things like mm. that. He seemed a very, very mm. different guy. Mm. He seemed very mm. centred, mm. and I don't know whether that's because the focus is there mm. because you're back in the world of exactly. martial arts. Exactly. Exactly. No, it's 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 the focus is there. Simple as you know, just focused. I was not as focused, you know. It's, uh, it was almost like my job was done after that Brooklyn incident. What, what, what needed to happen happened and the bout was just an after effect and um, I wasn't fully focused on it, I wasn't fully committed with it and that led to a different, a different man and, and now I have, I have corrected my, my, the things I needed to correct and mm -hmm. I'm in a good state of mind with that. For that bout you were physically there but were you fully mentally there do you think? Um, a different kind of mental was there most certainly you know. Um, it was just a wild surround, just a wild couple of months around that whole bout, right? The whole incidents that happened. And, um, it just is what it is, and we'll get it again. When? <laughs> as soon as it's there, you know. Maybe, maybe in the, maybe in Brooklyn. When is that? April. That yeah. could very well happen. It was offered to me. I was, I was. Uh, it was offered when the t they couldn't come to a, d a deal with Tony. And they offered it to me, and I took it straight away, and and then to fight a beef in Brooklyn. Yeah, 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 because it was it was scheduled or rumored or something, and mm -hmm. the, the, there was obviously something going on back back behind closed doors, and then Dana hit me up and offered it to me, and I, I accepted it, of course. So it's it's going to happen. It will happen. Do you think that fight will fall off? Do you think it, do you think either one of them? Well, will history. I mean, history course, tells yeah. that they they both pull out multiple times, right? I mean, possibly. I've seen you speaking about boxing mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. We had a dance with Mayweather. Yeah. Made some good money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you done with boxing? Or? Hell no, hell no. I will, I will secure a world title in boxing, most yeah. certainly, yes. What um, weight are you thinking about? The weight, I'm not sure. I'll have to go through all the weight divisions and, 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 and check out all the champions, right? Mm -hmm. I'll have to see who's, who holds titles in, in, the, in, the, in the divisions. Thankfully, boxing has so many world titles. You can just pick and choose. And, and there's also so many weights. So... Uh, I haven't like gone deep into. Obviously, I'm immersed in, in where I'm at right now. But boxing and the boxing world title is, a, is an aspiration of mine and, a, and an aspiration that I will achieve. You link yourself to Manny Pacquiao the other day. He's got one of those belts at welterweight, hasn't he? The regular world what, championship. What, what's welterweight again? One, one four seven. Mm, yeah, it's a little low. It's a little low. I, now I could. I made one fifty one fifty three with Floyd. No problem. I'm the former one forty five pound champion. We'll see what happens. We'll see. What do you make of people maybe crossing over from boxing? to mix martial arts rather than the other way around. I haven't really seen it, have you? I no, 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 there's a lot of talk though maybe with yeah. Clarissa Shields maybe coming this way right. to fight Amanda Nunes. Right, right, that's right. What do you think? I, do you I think, think boxers can live in this world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, with the correct preparation, you know, we're, we're com combat fighters, right, com combat specialists, so um, with the correct preparation and the correct teachings, you can, you can learn with the correct focus. But I've yet to see it, I've mm. yet to see it, you know. I, I went that way and uh, James Tony was one, like he came yeah, over. Yeah, but uh, it's exciting, right? It's what the fan I know Tyson's been talking about it a lot. Tyson's talking like I've Tyson keeps saying, uh, I, I mean him spoke and I was I said I trained and I'm, I never spoke to Tyson in my life. So I don't know why he's saying that, but it's a fun, it's a it's not a bad little story, so I let it kinda roll. Um, he's not, coming at the weekend. That's right, I heard that, yeah. Tyson's a good man. I, I like Tyson, he's a good, great boxer, phenomenal boxer, probably yeah. probably the best natural boxer in the heavyweight division at this time. So you know, who knows? I I, know, I, I, don't, I I I wouldn't say he is just saying he do it and not do it like a lot of them do, like, like a lot of them do. I'd say Tyson would probably do it in, in time. So you never know. Maybe we could set something up. I'd need 
I would not be holding mitts for him or anything, but I'd certainly, <laughs> if he wanted to be trained by me or even um, educated by me, I'd have to see him. I, I'd need to see him in, in certain positions, in certain situations. I need him to spar a heavyweight. I need to see him deal with the leg kicks. I need to see him in bottom position. Mm -hmm. And then I'd, then I'd assess that, and then I'd send them off, and then then uh, I would tell him what work he needs to do, and then off he goes. You know, that that would be probably something I could do for Tyson. But I, I found it funny that he was saying we talked and all this. He's a madman, Tyson, isn't he? I, I never <laughs> spoke to the man in my life. But uh, it'd be cool that he's going to be there. And maybe at the weekend you can have a chat. Maybe at the weekend, yeah. Well, he's fighting soon also. He's got a good, tough fight. I mean, Deontay's a powerful guy. But if I think if he keeps his mind strong, keeps his playfulness in there, keeps his sharpness and his elusiveness, I think he can do the job. This season, this year, mm -hmm. you want to be active. You want to work. Cowboy first, come through that, and then what? <clears throat> Because I know you've got a plan. I know you've got. Yeah, you know, like I, I actually, I, I, as I get into that opponents, there's so many opponents. I don't, I actually don't have like a set. I have, there's many names, right? I just, it's Mas, about. Mansfield must appeal to you. Yeah, of course, of course he's, he's in there. Of course he's in there. No problem. I'd like to see him on the scales. Then he keeps talking he's too big. I want to see the man on the scales. Let me see. But uh, no, most certainly that's there because that that BMF belt and all that'd be nice to add to the, uh, to the to the collection of belts that I have. Mm -hmm. The welterweight title, I'd like that also. Obviously, the rematch for the lightweight belt, or if Tony wins, it would be the to against Tony. Um, the options are there, but then there's also just little stragglers like Gaethje that's floating around, and then there's Holloway, and then there's you know there's so many damn names. There's activity. I am going to remain in shape, remain in condition, and keep going. That's that's what got me to 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 where I to where I am. So for how long? Have you got a plan? A good year, anyway. Well. Uh, yeah, good year. this is going to be a phenomenal year. 2020, I'm kick-starting this year, big style. Decade, so. man. You're kicking off a decade. Yes, yes. Oh, that's right. Oh, good man, good man. Yeah, well, there you go. I'll probably be doing... I, I certainly will be fighting up until, I'd say, the 40s or something. You just don't know, man. I don't... So it's a, it's a wild game, right? There's so much <laughs> politics and all this that goes on backstage. I'd love to just give you a date and this, that, and the other. Just know I'm going to be fit, healthy, and ready. Good, man. How are you enjoying... Family life as well because it's it's nice to see you on your Instagram playing mm. with the little ones. Yeah, yeah, it's good. How, how much has that changed? Oh, your it's life? amazing. It's, it came at the right time for me. You know what I mean? I needed my kids, and I'm very grateful. I'm very just my happy man. My heart is full. Truly, they're here with me now. Mm -hmm. Is that a obsessed with Toy Story? You know what I mean? And I'd be like, this is your favourite. Come on. Well, I'm, I'd, I'd be, me, like my son's favourite is Buzz Lightyear, and it's funny because Woody is like the cowboy and Buzz is the, you know what I mean, so I'm Buzz and Donald's cowboy, that's what we've been kind of messing around with me head. I was almost going to come out with a big Buzz Lightyear, because <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, no, just, Toy Story's you, so which is actually little, out since 1990, now he is not talking about that no, type no, of thing. I'm going to say your little lad's referring to you as Buzz Lightyear. No, no, he's, <laughs> no, no, he, no, Buzz Lightyear's Buzz Lightyear, I'm not Buzz Lightyear, okay, you know what yeah. I mean, that's a plot. You know he's what I mean? Super, yeah, he's a superstar yeah. in your little boy's age. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. what it is. Yeah, it's great though. I have to say, and I, funny enough, I used to love Toy Story back in the day as well. Oh, yeah. It's 1997. That was yeah, yeah. that came out, and it's still rocking strong. We've got Toy Story two pace and everything in the damn thing. It's crazy, man. So, but it is a great, uh, great, great show. And just before I came here, they had it on in the house with me. The Korea loves it as well. My daughter loves it now. She's she's uh, just turned one. So, magic, uh, magic. Yeah, it's just it, it is. It's just a magic time, and and it's going to lead me to a magical performance on January 18th, and I know it is, and it's already set in stone. Maybe the last thing then for you is to step into movies, do some voiceover, really blow the mind. Mm. That you're the voice of Buzz. Buzz oh, yeah, like yeah. That. Oh, it'd, it'd blow me son's mind. I tell you <laughs> that he'd probably lose the head. He'd be saying, "No, that's not him," or something. <laughs> but uh, you never know. Look, 
show business is always there. I've, I've, I've dipped my toe in it, right? I've, I've produced my own movie. It was in at a red carpet, and I believe in premiere and the cinemas and all this type of thing. And it's done very well with Universal. We've we, we done real good with, with it. And I have the guys here with me now, and um, we have so much content. Right? We finished that first documentary on the DS2 rematch. Yeah, yeah. There's so much more content still that we have not... We, the, obviously the double champ in New York City, the first event, we have all that. The Mayweather build-up, the Khabib build-up, even all the backstage, you know, all the stuff. That, we've got some world stuff, and now this. So we're just kind of rolling the footage, we, we're field, fielding offers, and the show business and all that type of stuff is, is, is fun to play with. But right now, it's, it's the fight business, and, and that's my main passion. Muhammad Ali, a champion of fighters. You're listening to Fight Night on TalkSport. I'm Adam Catterall, Gareth A. Davis, alongside me in Las Vegas, uh, bringing you this show ahead of UFC 246. Going down in the early hours of the morning, this is your ideal way of getting absolutely pumped up uh, for the return of Conor McGregor as he takes on uh, Donald Cowboy Cerrone. We will, uh, of course, be talking about Cowboy uh, in a moment or two, but you just heard from Conor there. And as, we, as we've as we just said, uh, myself and Gareth, at the start of the show, it's zen-like, he's in a great space. Hopefully that came through in the conversation that you have just heard. One of the key narratives that we've had over the last few weeks with him is this talk of season. I'm back. It's the Conor McGregor season. This weekend kicks off his season. What does the season look like for you, Gareth? Well, for a start... Um, can I just say about the word season? I love the affirmation mm. that this isn't a one-off return. I love the affirmation that uh, he's looking at three MMA fights. Even in March, he's looking to yeah. fight if he's unscathed in this contest with Donald Cerrone. He's talking about a fight potentially and talks with uh, Manny Pacquiao in boxing. Um, there are talks definitely going on for a second Floyd Mayweather fight as well. He wants to be a world champion in boxing. All of these are very, very positive things. Now, you mention and, and, and ask um, how the season pans out for him. Um, Nate Diaz has slipped down the, the pecking order, I think, for a trilogy fight. Um, but I do think, having had Jorge Masvidal in town this week, yeah. oh, you've been drinking with him, I want to hear about that as well. You were on the, <laughs> you're on the Recuerdo with him, Mezcal. That's it. Um, with him this week. Uh, a did, you have, did you have the worm or not? Yes, there's a bottle of it in here somewhere. He gave me a bottle of it yesterday. Uh, did you have, have you, so you'll have the worm in the bottle? Yeah. Lovely. Always have it. <laughs> not a pleasant thing, but kind of a pleasant yes. thing. Um, Masvidal and he is a terrific matchup because yeah. of the personalities. Is that um, for you the biggest UFC pay per view event possibly ever? Does it break records? Masvidal Conor McGregor. Yeah, it does. It's another. It's another star-studded event. Yeah. It's a. It's a mega fight. It, it works on so many different. It works commercially for the for the business. It works for the fans. It works stylistically. Everything about that works. And for me. That, You've been pushing that fight for a long time, but, I know. But yeah. that would be the next thing for me. Yeah. For Connor and for, yeah. for Jorge, I just think that is, that, that's the one. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And um, having been around Jorge this week as well myself, um, it's a real challenge for Connor as well. He's a, he's a much bigger man. Mm. I mean, obviously, he's, uh, he's, had hand, uh, he's done something to his hand and he's had it looked at. He, he looks bigger and thicker at the moment. It's not mm. the, the thinned-down version of Masvidal that we often see yeah. uh, who, who, that I love when he, when he steps into fight. Um, Masvidal is a fight for the middle of the year. I think Khabib Nurmagomedov, obviously, um, is a fight the UFC will do with Conor, but that's an end-game fight for me. That probably won't happen 
until next year, in my view. I agree. Or it could be an end-of-year fight. Um, Connor's talking about it being in Moscow. The UFC are nervous, of course, about going to Moscow for that fight. They worry always about security mm. in Russia. Um, it's not their stomping ground. Um, I think Vegas is the best place for Khabib against Connor, even though Connor wants it in Moscow. So I think the Diaz fight is there whenever they want to do it. They could do it three years from now and it's still available, in my view, um, because there's so much fascination between the two men and it's that word trilogy. Um, but Masvidal this year, it wouldn't surprise me if Connor did this fight, did Masvidal and even had a Mayweather fight at the end of the year. What do you think of this? We've got Habib taking on Tony Ferguson in April. Um, that fight's been booked now for the fifth time. It's fallen off on four separate occasions. Connor seems Not deliberately, by no, the No, no, no. Injuries and various the, things like that, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. But... Connor seems convinced that it'll fall off again. One of them will pull out the fight. And he's talking about being the, the first standing. He wants either of them. Yeah, I mean, that's all well and good. It will come down to the projection of how they launch him again. Remember, Conor McGregor is the biggest cash cow the UFC has. Mm. Um, he is the the route to them paying off or Endeavour who own uh, the, the UFC yeah. paying off them their yearly mortgage yes whatever it is four hundred million that they have to make in dollars um, they know that two big Conor McGregor fights get them somewhere near that um, I don't think they'd throw him in because I don't think he beats Khabib I think Khabib is his kryptonite I I think Khabib beats him nine times out of ten frankly yes he when you look back on that fight with Khabib it wasn't as bad. You, you remember the brawl and him being yeah, finished. and the and, finish, yeah. And him saying... It was competitive. It was only business and all these things. It was competitive. I agree. That's the right word, Adam. And um, But I think it's an endgame fight. It feels like an endgame fight. It feels like a big build. And, you know, the place Conor McGregor's in right now is not the place you want him to be to fight Khabib Nurmagomedov, whether he wrecks Donald Cerrone in five minutes or not, or whether it's a barnstormer over five rounds. I agree. It's, the t it's all about timing with these big fights, mm -hmm. and I just don't think they'll throw him in in the April fight. I think they, they're more likely to throw in uh, a different opponent if either of them pulls out. A Gaethje, something like uh, that. Exactly, someone like Gaethje who's going to make it very exciting. I mean, I spoke to Tony Ferguson uh, back end of December, mm -hmm. He's in a terrific place. Good. Um, he, yeah, he is. I mean, he's a very unusual character. Yeah, he is. Known him a long time. He's ready for this contest. I think he feels like he hasn't been treated um, in the way he wanted to be treated. But um, if anyone's going to give Khabib the fight of his life, no it's doubt. Tony Ferguson. No doubt. I don't know if you saw his, his work on the beach ball the other day. No. Um, he was bouncing on one of those gym balls. On his back and onto his feet again, on his back. And it was a sequence of about 10 times. He is an exquisite mover. He does that thing. And I did speak to him about this. When he does his fighter workouts, where he's able to get up off, lying flat off the ground, on the ground, horizontally, looking up at the ceiling, where he can get himself up. Um, there's this test. Can you get up without putting your hands on the ground? Yeah, mm -hmm. And it shows your natural age. He's incredible. He just uses his feet to get up off, off the ground. And he gets up like a ghost. And he, he's an incredible mover. Um, and I think, technically, he has all the tools to beat Khabib. That is a five-round yeah. fight fest when those two go at it. And I hope we're going to be out here for it, you and I. April. That uh, UFC 249, Habib taking on Tony. So what I will say regarding the narrative of the Conor McGregor season, which he's, been, which he's created, I agree with everything you've just said there. Because... 
off the back of fighting at welterweight and hopefully coming through against Donald Cerrone, that's his plan and the UFC's plan, I would, I would imagine, you move into a Masvidal fight. Now, that's not a give me. It's a top, top level fight, a proper fight. If he comes through that, I don't see... I don't see him going to 155 for anybody else other than Habib. Correct. So, Correct. So you would automatically then be talking about Usman or if whoever the welterweight champion is by the back end of the year. I would not be surprised if Conor McGregor, if he comes through Masvidal, and that's, it, that's tough, that he would move towards that. Um, Masvidal will be at 170 at welterweight. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it kind of, it, you know, in terms of the equation, the algorithm, that can play out at 170, win or lose. And I do think he beats, uh, if, he, if he's still got it, he still has it, I think... I think he cracks Masvidal because um, everybody remembers the the flying knee knockout of Ben Askren in what is it four seconds five seconds yeah. here uh, last summer, which we were both here, of course, for that. Um, but for me, the other equation which we haven't mentioned yet is this huge American football stadium that's yes. been built that is going that flying up this beautiful sleek black, black stadium, sixty thousand open air. Remember. Mm-hmm. So they've got a they've got a roof on it as well. So they they've can, got a roof. They've got a retractable roof for the for the heat in the summer. Just exactly, <laughs> that is the place. Yeah, where I believe Conor McGregor um, and Khabib Nurmagomedov will fight. You heard it here first. My soundings are that they are yep. going to christen that stadium with the fight between Conor and Khabib. It's the perfect venue, and you know what? They'll sell it out sixty thousand mm. early next year. I, that's that's how I I completely agree. That's how I think it might roll out. But this is Conor McGregor, and we've we've maybe made predictions in the past of where he may go. He makes his own narratives up. I mean, he fought Floyd Mayweather in a boxing contest, didn't he? Um, and he's he's making those noises about not w- wanting to give up on the boxing the, either. The other the other thing that is in talks is Conor and Mayweather in that stadium as well. Wow! Can you imagine that? And we are going to be going frequently to that. I think twice a year for the for the mega fights for the blockbusters i think we'll be heading over to the was it the raiders raiders yeah it's the oakland raiders that franchise is now coming to uh las vegas so las vegas raiders their stadium which is literally i mean i've been lucky enough to be coming a lot over the last year to vegas and it's it's they've thrown the stadium it's unbelievable i mean the sides are up now aren't they but it's a beautiful looking building i love the it's almost like um Something from Star Wars has landed. Yes, you know, it is. Um, yeah, you know, kind of Darth Vader's camp, and it's and like it's, black mirrors on the outside of it. It's it looks wonderful. Beautiful. It is very beautiful. And and the thing about the Oakland Raiders, of course, and I'm so glad they've come here. Is they're a team that never lose at home. They're, I don't know which is the equivalent football team. You cannot beat them at home. Liverpool, probably. They're so solid. Yeah, yeah. they they're the team that beats you in the last ten minutes. They're defensively brilliant, and and I think it's going to have a very special atmosphere. I miss going to the MGM Grand Garden Same. Arena. Um, it's it's a beautiful place. Uh, you know, I've been going there since about '96. Um, when when Mike Tyson was still fighting through all the Mayweather, uh, 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 Ricky Hatton years. Um, the Manny Pacquiao years, it had a giant media room. You know, we're sitting in your suite here uh, in Las Vegas. We would probably have been on Media Row recording yeah. this if if this event had been at the MGM because the two massive halls used by the media... It's built for it, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's wonderful. And I do hope over at the Raiders Stadium that we've got a big media centre mm. or they'll probably build that big tent across the road. But um, yeah, it's it's there's so 
much bubbling underneath the surface. And what is it all down to? The return of the Notorious One. One man that's delighted about the return of the Notorious One is, of course, the President, uh, Dana White. I caught up with him a little bit earlier uh, this week to talk about the season and a few other things as well, including uh, UFC London. There's been an announcement, obviously, on the back of my conversation with Dana about the men event, and we'll talk about that as well in a moment or two. Stick with us. This is Fight Night on Talk Sport. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Fight Night on TalkSport. I'm Adam Catterall. I'm with Gareth A. Davis here in Las Vegas. Getting ready for UFC 246. I think it's only fair that I take you to the PI, the UFC Performance Institute, to speak to the boss. That's his head office, Dana White, the president of the UFC, uh, caught up with me a little earlier on this week uh, as part of my workload for BT Sport. And they very kindly uh, allowed me to play that interview uh, for you now as part of our fight night show. Um, lots in this, including his excitement towards uh, Conor McGregor's return and a little bit in there as well for UFC London fans. If you're thinking of getting a ticket on January the 31st, we talk a little bit about Leon Edwards and a bit about Darren Till as well. But we start, of course, talking about the last decade for this company. Dana, thank you once again for your hospitality. Oh, pleasure. Thanks I, for having me. I might have to start paying rent or something like that, yeah. the, the amount of times we're no, here. No, this is, this is everybody's <laughs> house, man. If you're involved in, in the sport, this is your house. We're going to talk about 246 in a moment, but I just want to talk about the ending of last year. I mean, I know we went to South Korea, but as a numbered event, what we saw, obviously, in Las Vegas between Usman and Covington, what a wonderful way to finish a decade. Absolutely. Uh, last year. I mean, last year was amazing. It was the biggest year in the history of this company um, and absolutely the biggest year in the history of the sport. So it was a great year. When you think of the decade, from where you started to where it ended, I mean, some of the things that happened were beyond wildest dreams. Did you envisage it from the start or did you just go with the ride? Uh, I, you know, obviously, if you look at interviews with me 10, 12, 15 years ago, Everything that we've done is what I said we would do. So, um, you know, there, there's things that were, were, were that we didn't see. You know, you, you don't know you're going to find these huge megastars, the, mm. the Ronda Rouseys, the John Joneses, the Conor McGregors. 
um, et cetera. But um, I believe that as the sport continued to grow and get bigger internationally, that kids that would have played different sports would yep. end up fighting instead. And I was right. And, and uh, look at where we are now with, with the Chinese world champion, um, the superstars that we've had over the last 10 years, and um, the massive events that we've put on, the networks we're with globally now, and the list goes on and on. You're talking commercially there, and of course it's gone massive, but just talk to me about the development of the sports as well, because 10 years ago, we had specialists from, let's say, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu come in, or we had a kickboxer that came in, and they were competing with other you know, guys in other fields. Now we're getting rounded mixed martial artists. Yeah, I mean, you had the, the Chuck Liddells, the, the Matt Hughes's, the, the um, George St. Pierre's, and guys like that. Now, as you start to... Really, when you look at it, George St. Pierre was the guy who was looked at as the first real complete yeah. martial artist in the sport. Um, and now these, these kids that are coming in today are just a, a, a completely different level. Yeah, you look at people like Zabit and you think, whoa, what, right. what, what's that guy been training for the last five to ten years, you know? It's true. Yeah, or Weili Zhang. Look yeah, at yeah. Weili, you know, this female world champion and, and what an absolute beast she is. She's got a fight coming up. We'll talk about that in a moment. Assuming, my man, that's excited an exciting fight. Yeah, one. yeah. Let's talk about this weekend uh, because he's back. A lot of obviously talk over in Europe is about Conor McGregor, where he's at, where his head's at. I was fortunate enough to sit down with him yesterday. I'm delighted because he's talking about being focused, and you can't fake it once the cameras are off. He's absolutely lasered in on on this season that he's announced. Yeah, we started talking a couple of months ago, and he was telling me that he was training and he was getting back and he was ready to to get back in there and fight again and, and uh, you know, that he had, his head was in the right mm. place and, he, and he, he, was, he was ready for this. So, um, yeah, I'm happy for him. Listen, Conor McGregor has contributed so much to the sport and obviously to this company. So to see him in a good place, I'm happy for him. Is that the thought as well regarding the matchup about contributing to the sport? Because when the fight gets announced, you have fight fans going on there, oh, it should have been Gaethje, it should have been this person, or it should have been that person. But Cowboy's been doing and this. I, I don't listen to that type of stuff. I, I, listen, the, the, this, this was the fight. This was the fight to make. And, uh, you know, you're always going to have people saying, oh, it should be this, it should be that. Mm -hmm. $10.6 million gate. The, the, the numbers are off the charts in every, in every way that you can gauge numbers. So Cowboy Cerrone has, has been in this sport for a very long time. He's a top five fighter in the world. Conor McGregor hasn't fought in a while. These two had been talking about fighting for a while. This was the fight to make. The Gaethje fight was not the fight to make. Mm -hmm. Gaethje turned down some opportunities and didn't want to fight in, in some certain fights. Or Gaethje would have had this fight. Is, is that the lesson for other fighters coming into the UFC or guys that are on... The, the roster, because if you look at Cowboy over the last nine years, has he ever turned down a fight? Never turned down He's a always fight. answered the phone and exactly. he's, he's ready to go 100%. whenever. 100%. That's exactly right. Gaethje was not in position for this fight. Whether you think he was or he wasn't, you're wrong. And I'm telling you, you're wrong. This was the fight to make. Gaethje wasn't the fight to make. Um, and, and, and everybody's treating Cowboy like this is a walkover fight for Connor, which again, not at all. shows the stupidity of most of the people that are fans or, 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 or cover the sport. It's an exciting bout. But regarding Connor, because he has come out, he's, he's made this announcement that he wants to be active this year. He wants to be fighting, whether it be at 155 or he wants to be at 170. 
if he does come through at the weekend against Cowboy, in your mind, what would be the narrative that would play out then for the next six to 12 months? What, if Cowboy wins the fight? If, if Connor wins the fight. If Connor wins the fight. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I've been saying it all along. Connor believes, and I don't know, I haven't seen anything. Uh, I haven't seen any of Connor's interviews for this fight. But I'm assuming uh, Connor must have said it because this is how he feels. He does not believe that he doesn't believe that that Khabib versus Tony is going to happen. Yeah, that's why that's why he wants this 170 pound fight. He wants this fight at 170 pounds because he believes that fight's not going to happen, and then he's going to cut down to 55 to slide into that slot and, and fight that fight. Would you have him as first reserve for that fight? Well, listen. I'm not overlooking Cowboy. Let's get by Saturday first before we start counting chickens. Okay. There's, a, there's other people, obviously, as well at 170. Masvidal had a wonderful year last year. Something there might be able to play out later on in the year. I like Connor at 55. I don't like Connor at 70. But Connor fighting at 70 is Connor McGregor, and that's why we love Connor McGregor because, you know, the people who, 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 again, like you were just saying a minute ago, oh, it should have been Gates, it should have been this guy, it should have been that guy. Conor McGregor is coming out after having a huge layoff, fighting mm-hmm. Cowboy Cerrone at 170 pounds. Um, Conor's won one fight and lost one fight at 170, which I didn't love him fighting at 170 when he did that either. Um, so it's, 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 a, it's, it's a big jump. This is a guy who won a belt at 145 pounds. Mm-hmm. Then a lot of people doubted he could win at 155 pounds. Going into the Eddie Alvarez fight, everybody was like, now, he, now Connor's going to fight a guy who punches very hard and is a really good wrestler. Mm-hmm. Connor doesn't win this fight. Connor wins at 155 pounds easily in the Eddie Alvarez fight. Um, and now um, Connor's going to fight a guy who is very well rounded, whose ground game is completely underrated. Um, and, and a guy who's basically fought everybody out there at 170 pounds. Mm-hmm. So um, this is a big fight on Saturday. This is a very, very tough fight for Connor. The odds makers are out of their minds making Connor a three to one favorite in this fight. Um, let's get through Saturday first, and then we'll see what's next for Connor. Okay, looking. But ahead. I like Connor at 155 pounds. Okay, looking ahead to uh, obviously upcoming events. With us being from the UK, we've got to talk about what we can expect in March for, uh, for the London card. <coughs> when we were last here, you, you spoke of your, of your passion of hopefully being able to make the Woodley and uh, Edwards fight. Both men have taken to social media. They've both said that they want to do it. They've both said that they're ready to rock and roll, but there's not been an announcement as of yet. Right. What do you think? That's the fight to make. How far are we off, do you That's think, the fight from being to make. able to get that I don't that think on? we're off at all. I, I, I'm actually shocked that fight's not done yet. Um, yeah, that's the fight to make. That's the fight that's, that's probably going to happen. Regarding that fight, Edwards Woodley, why is it so important for both of those guys to take that fight, and where would it proceed? Where would it propel them to in that division? Well, it's a big fight. Obviously, Edwards is the up and coming guy right now. Woodley, um, you know, former champion mm-hmm. and still the number one contender. It's a big fight for both guys. Uh, can Woodley beat Edwards, this up and coming rising star, and uh, and hold his spot and ho- hopefully get another shot at the title? And for Edwards. Can he beat the former champion, you know, a guy who's been doing it for a long time? Is he ready to slide into the number one or number two spot and possibly challenge for the title? 
We've spoken to Darren Till as well recently, and he's been a bit cryptic on his social media about whether he's doing Vegas or whether he's doing London. Can you shed any light on, on what your plans are for him next? Yeah, I, th I think that, that you know, the, the perfect card for London is Till on that, on that card and, um, and Edwards versus Woodley. So that, that's, that's what I'm working on. Any ideas on opponents for Till? Mm-hmm. We're oh, working on it. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I just don't want I don't, I don't, to – I don't like going out and saying we're going to do this before it's done. So okay. when it's done, we'll announce it. And the plans at middleweight for Israel Adesanya, we've spoken to him a lot recently. He's keen on Yo Romero. Obviously, there's a lot of guys there that, as well that he can fight. Again, your thoughts on him? Yeah, listen, I mean, the, the, the fight to make is Costa. Costa versus, versus Israel is the fight that should happen. He got hurt, um, you know, and, and right now Israel is saying – he feels like his legacy wouldn't be complete again, uh, unless he fights Yoel Romero, which you got to respect because nobody wants to fight Yoel Romero. Mm -hmm. So I respect it. I respect when a guy is the champ, has accomplished all these things, and is calling out one of the toughest fights uh, out there. But that doesn't really make sense. He doesn't have to fight Yoel Romero, but the fact that he wants to mm -hmm. makes him a stud, and I respect it because um, he could just sit out and wait for Costa which is the fight. Of course. Make. Regarding heavyweight, we spoke to DC in December. He was alluding to maybe June time that he would like to come back and fight Stipe. What's the latest Listen, with that? He'll fight Stipe whenever Stipe is ready. We're okay. just waiting for Stipe to get the clearance from the doctors. Once that clearance, you know, is, is, is given, we're ready to make that fight. You're listening to Fight Night on Talk Sport. We're in Las Vegas. I'm Adam Catterall. Gareth A. Davis alongside me for UFC 246. And it's time to hear from Conor McGregor's head coach, John Kavanagh. Uh, you're also going to hear from Phil Sutcliffe, a man uh, that has coached Conor McGregor since he was a child uh, in the art of boxing from Crumlin ABC. He's over here now as part of his professional MMA team. Uh, Gareth A. Davis caught up with Phil. You're going to hear that in a moment or two. Uh, right now, though, let's get to my conversation with John Kavanagh. And we started with a question about weight. John, you've coached him through camps at 145. You've coached him through camps at 155. Now at 170, you look good on those scales. But talk to me, from your point of view as a coach, how happy are you with him at this stage right now, 24 hours out before a fight? You're always wary of giving a bunch of cliches in these, in these interviews, but, uh, but we really couldn't have... Things couldn't have gone better from, from every perspective, from... Obviously, the weight is, is not an issue at 170. That's his, that's his walking around weight. Mm -hmm. His mindset. I love the opponent. The press conference was, was fun on Wednesday. Um, you know, the fans starting to come in now. And it's, it's just, it, it seems just to be one good thing happening after another. So we're, we're, we're set up for a very special night. Talk to me about mentality as well, because we've seen interviews with him in the past, building up to Habib, where maybe he was a little bit on edge. But a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> but this week, he seems very centred, very zen-like. You've got to be absolutely delighted to have a fully committed 100% into the game, Conor McGregor. Yeah, we're just sharing a, a ride, a journey on the way, and uh, he's got his phone out, and he's doing selfies with me. And, you know, normally... It's very tense, you know, because you're waiting to see that number on the scales. Have I made it? Even though you know you have, it's still have I made it. And then, of course, there's just a fight the next night and it's whatever. But laughing, joking. Um, yeah, I, what can I say? It's just, it's just been great. It's just been a great, 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 great few weeks and, and it's, it's only getting better. 
Was, was there ever a time over the last, say, 14 months where you thought that he might never come back to MMA? I was talking to another person this morning and we are saying, if you said, ask me on this date last year mm -hmm. and I was here for another fight and you were like, what do you think you'd be doing this time next year? I wouldn't have guessed this. I would not have guessed this. Um, so to have it not only happen, but to happen in the way it's happening, feels good. How big of effect is he in the gym as well, having him back and, and training like this on the other fighters that you're obviously looking after too? It's been, it's been incredible. I was just telling the guys there, um, the fact he's just kind of joining in on training sessions now. You know, it used to be like very specific McGregor camps and he just jumps into class now. And uh, you know, you'd be sh I'd be teaching the class and say, okay, ready, grab a partner. And some day, you know, some amateur fighter turns around and he's the odd man out and he has to work out with Conor McGregor, you know? So it's, it's a lot of fun like that, you know? It, it, when, when he's in a certain frame of mind and a certain mode and a certain energy, the whole gym lifts, you know? And I'm just even, you know, obviously I run a gym back home and I'm looking at uh, the coaches putting up group training sessions and every class is like packed, you know, everybody's so excited that they want to be part of this energy, part of this movement. And uh, a lot of happy people at home looking forward to this fight. How does the next 12 months play out? Physically, I'm talking now. Is it always going to be 170 in your opinion? Or do you think we might go back down to 155 next fight? Um, it would depend. If the next fight is for a belt, 55. If it's not for a belt, I don't see the point in fighting another person at 155. I think if there had to be some fight off or he was fighting somebody else, I would say do it at 170. And um, I think for, for him, I don't see a, a good reason to make 155 unless it's, unless it's a belt on the line. What about a BMF belt? That's 165, isn't it? One's, uh, well, 170. That's what oh, it's 165, isn't it? I think the BMF is one. Masvidal, he, he, won it, he, he won it at 170 with oh, Nate. Okay. Well, I mean, we could do it at 165 if, if we want to make a new weight category. But look, 165, 175 pounds. Okay, he has to skip breakfast yesterday. <laughs> um, yeah, 65, 65 or 70 is, is, is really not that. It's when you get into the 55s. That's yeah. Okay, there's effort involved now. You know, those last few pounds is, is, is a workout. Um, so for, for 55, belt for sure. And then BMF at 70. 170 belt, a new 165 belt, super lightweight. There's been talk about that for a while. Mm -hmm. um, all of those things, you know, Connor, Connor's always going to be most driven, most motivated when it's for something big. Why not defend a 145 belt? Well, because he got offered a 155 belt. That's surely bigger than just going again at 145. So he's always looking for the, the big situation. He has kind of stayed away from being Mystic Mac this week. So I'm going to ask you, how does it play out at the weekend? Well, yeah, that's something we've talked about, is this idea of um, ha instead of having very specific goals, is having uh, systems. And the system for 2020 is training 11 a.m., 7 p.m. every day, regardless, mm -hmm. eating right every day, going to bed, getting up at a certain time. And the, 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 the goals then will look after themselves. It's something I've stolen from an author, Scott Adams, but also the very, some very famous uh, NFL coaches saying, the scoreboard will look after itself if we play a certain way. And that's what, it, that's what we want to get around to now. So the fight, will, the fight result, whether it's a guillotine submission, whether it's a knockout, whether it's a decision, that will take care of itself. But I can tell you that our systems is going to be heavy, consistent pressure from the bell. We will not give Donald a breath. We will not let him into the fight at any stage. And then let the scoreboard take care of itself. John Kavanagh speaking to me. Uh, a little earlier on this week about Conor McGregor.
um, continuing the Conor McGregor theme and his, uh, his coaching team because he's flirted with the world of boxing quite a lot as Conor and he's uh, interested in coming back at some point uh, into that world. Um, let's talk to Phil Suc- uh, Sutcliffe, a man that trained him at Crumlin uh, ABC. Uh, Phil's still there, of course, but now he's a part of Conor's Mixed Martial Arts Corner. And Gareth A. Davies caught up with him at the media day. Phil Sutcliffe, how did it come about that you got involved with Connor again? Well, Connor rang, he rang me and he said, do you mind if I come back to the gym, Phil, to do a bit of, uh, a bit of boxing? Yeah. I said, I'd be delighted, Connor. Yeah. be delighted. Yeah. Right, and he'd have to give a buzz to the club, a buzz to the coaches. Yeah. Right? All the things that, like, that, that's gone full circle now for the achievement that he's done, especially getting that fight with Mayweather. I know that's so special for no other fighter. All the boxers are kickboxers, are martial arts men. To get that contest with Mayweather. Yeah. I know it's show business, but yeah. Connor hit him more than anybody else ever that got into the ring with Mayweather. In the statistics, more times than any other boxer. And that's fantastic, right? And like, I'm sorry that he didn't use me. That was saying a few times yeah, that he should have yeah. been back in the gym yeah. doing the old stuff. For the Mayweather the, fight, yeah. For the Mayweather fight, yeah, yeah for the yeah. Mayweather fight. And if he did, it would have been a different outcome. And if he gets them again, there could be a different outcome. We never know. That's the, that's the how, fight game. How good is his boxing, Phil? His boxing skills are after coming on unbelievable. He's after being inspired one of our own boys who's national runner-up in the national championships in the elites. And he, and this boy John Joe is very very good, very very good, right? And like and he's and he's. You know what I mean? Do you do you think? that Connor's got the hunger back from what you've seen? Well, I've never seen him before in an MMA fight, only yeah. on the TV. Yeah. Right? Like the odd text, like, but I've never seen him. I'm in the camp now since March. Yeah. Like he's using the gym, he's coming in, he's training, he's, he, he's, he's, he's ringing up at a certain time, Phil, you mind to come down? I'm doing the padrum, Brad, been doing the padrum. We have another coach, Raj who's been doing the big padrum. He's been dealing with all our coaches, yeah. right? And he, he's coming in, we have a great, we have a great, show, we have a great show of coaches in our club. We have some, we have a guy that be uh, Malinaji as well. He's a coach in our club, you know what I mean? There's a bit of cracking between that two, right? But he, he's coming down, his bobbing, his weaving, his reading skills, his footwork, his skill sets. And all, we've had him on the Bumblebee. I had him on the Bumblebee when he came in, I just put him back to the, the basics, and then he's after coming from the basics right through so fast. All right, does he still like? Does he still not like having a clatter? Well, I give him an odd one with the <laughs> I pads. I remember you yeah, saying yeah. that. Uh, yeah, I give him an odd one with the pads when he doesn't bring his hands up fast enough. But his his, his skill set and his hands, his hands are so good now. And I'm, I'm watching him sparring all his different opponents, yeah. and he's not yeah. getting easy opponents to spar. Yeah, like it's not like like they're they're all. We have our own boy here, Greg Kavanagh, yeah. who's been four times national champion, and he's been inspired in a different way, of course. Yeah. The other boy that he was inspired in his own way, this way that he's going to box at, do the MMA at tonight, seven, yeah. seven kilos. Right? Yeah. But this boy's only like well, but he's, he's super middle, really, isn't it? He's super middleweight. Yeah, 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 super middleweight, seventy-seven k. Yeah, yeah, seventy-seven k. Yeah. 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 yeah, and like, and he's looking good on it, and he's. There's no pressure. There's no pressure for weight cut. There's no pressure for for wearing loads of gear, yeah. the food, yeah. psychologically, he's walking around, making the way, yeah. and feeling strong on it. And his mindset, because he's feeling strong on it, like, it's fantastic. Like, Tell me about this, right? His popularity dipped a little bit in Ireland, I don't expect you to say this, but is this a chance 
for him to be popular again in Ireland? Or does it matter? Well, well, does it matter? It's, it's popularity only dipped with certain people that don't yeah. read between the lines. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's been cleared of everything that's been said about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, and, and I know the guy that he, he's supposed to give the, the slap to. Oh, really? I know the guy. He used to work for me. Really, really? Yeah, do you know what I mean? So, so I know, it's no big deal, that No, it, that was no big deal. That was no big deal whatsoever. It's good job he didn't try and give you a slap, didn't it? Well, he... Connor? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> he's more respect than that. Quickly to finish off this uh, this final, this is our last piece on uh, mixed martial arts. We need some predictions here as well. What for the Conor McGregor fight? Yeah, of course we do. Okay, I don't think we get more than five minutes, and I think Conor McGregor rubber stamps a fantastic week for him. I think he's done a, I think all the interviews, everything that you've seen, Conor. I mean, he's turned up on time for things. He, this doesn't happen on a Conor. That McGregor was down week. to a bet, I hear. It, yeah, you know, it, <laughs> this doesn't happen on Conor McGregor fight week. Conor McGregor has had a wonderful week. I think he's won a lot of fans back. To rubber stamp it, he has to be sensational against Cowboy Cerrone. And I think he will come out, he'll be out the gate like a blooming greyhound, and he'll he'll pressure, pressure, pressure. You were talking about fluid movement earlier. Exactly that. He'll walk him onto that big left hand, and then I think we don't get get to see a second round. Conor McGregor has always talked the talk, and then... The great thing about him is that he walks the walk. He said he can read. It was the only slight this week on Donald Cerrone. He said he could read him like, like a, a children's book. book. Like yeah, a children's yeah. book. Um, blood will be spilt, but there'll be no bad blood, and there has been no bad blood. Um, I think Donald Cerrone is is so resilient um, that we will see it go into a second round. I think we'll see a great movement from Connor Adam. Um, and I think by the second round, he'll have bamboozled Donald's, and I think it'll go into a second round, and I believe that Connor needs to get the fight done by the end of the second round, mm. and I see the same, that left-hand kaboom yeah. hitting him a lot, and I do see a TKO, because when Connor goes for someone, the referee likes to get in there quick. Mm. Um, second round TKO for okay. me. I think Donald will get out same out round. Same outcome then. You're just a little bit longer. Take a little bit of longer just time. Just a little bit longer. There exactly. you go. Uh, we'll be back in the UK next week. Well, you won't actually, will you? No, I'm going to LA to see oh, yeah, uh, Julia Budd defending the yeah. Bellator women's bantamweight, featherweight, sorry, title against one of the greatest female fighters of all time. Chrissy. Chris. Chris Cyborg Santos cannot wait. Another week in LA cycling oh, my bike I feel for on you. Hermosa Beach. I Sorry, mate. Yeah, I feel for you. I feel for you, mate. Um, <laughs> I'll be back in the UK then next week to the rain, to the cold, um, and hopefully bring you some more stuff uh, from the world of fight sports. So make sure you come and join. It's been an absolute cracker um, from Las Vegas. We'll catch you next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.